Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello and good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the sociology staff room. Um, we've got a great guest today, Alex George, come to talk to us about homework. <laughs> One of those things that, you know, we sometimes using our lessons we don't know how to use it we're just gonna have a conversation about it really today so first of all alexa please tell us a little bit about yourself um hello i'm alexa george i've been teaching for nearly 18 years um i was at one school um for 17 years and i've this year i've just moved to a different school uh, i've been subject leader for sociology for many years um yeah so that's oh, it really excellent. Oh, well, uh, more in common than we probably realise there, actually, very similar journey to mine. Um, and maybe that might be a good conversation for another time, potentially. It might get you on yeah. to talk about some career changes uh, after 17, 18 years and how that, that feels and, and what that's like. But um, today we're talking about homework. Um, and I suppose I'm going to launch in with it. Obviously, you know, some schools, some sixth forms actually have homework policies and how to sort of instruct a frequency of homework and... Um, what style of homework needs to be used uh, and the sort of cross-section of that and I've spoken to other teachers of how they use homework so what's your sort of interpretation how do you personally use homework? So we in my department we our homework policy is really as and when the, the main thing that we have is that we don't set um, essays to be done outside of lessons so the homework policy is that you would set essay preparation rather than getting them to do the essay for homework because of Google and chat GTP and things like that. And how long have you been doing that for? Because I think sort of lots of different teachers have been speaking about this, how they sort of are using maybe homework time for, like, as you said, homework prep, um, essay prep, but not doing any assessed work uh, and doing it within lesson time. But I'm conscious also that we're very content heavy um, in sociology and obviously allowing the time to to do the assessments within lesson time. So mm -hmm. how does that work for you? And, and first of all, how long have you been doing that for? So not setting assess work for homework? Um, well, it really started in 2020, really, you know, when we had to do the centre assessed grades, that was the year after. Um, but it was really being mindful of the fact that we needed to ensure that we had, we knew what conditions the students were in when they were doing their assessed work. Uh, and it just made sense, really, because, it, you know, we were having more and more cases of where it was obvious that the students had copied and pasted. And it just yeah, it made sense. And how you find the quality of the assessed working lesson time with allowing them time to some degree? Are you let, I suppose there's two questions there. How are you finding the quality of the essay since you've been doing that? Because I know that for, not only have you said, like, you know, it's clear if they've copied it or spent longer and then obviously I suppose that translates potentially that students essays may dip in control conditions because obviously they're not able to do that so you sort of you're predicting students A grades and then all of a sudden they're getting D's in assessments yeah. because of kind of, have you noticed a significant difference? Uh, yeah and you know I was thinking about this actually and yeah so their essays are not as good um, however we spend more focus on the feedback that they get so try to make that more useful um, yeah, we're always, always saying to the students, aren't we? You know, it doesn't, the grade is not important. It's what you learn from the feedback that is important. Um, so that's really what we try to um, drive home. But really, at the, 
the more um, timed conditions practice that they get, the better, because essentially that's what they're examined on in the end. Yeah. So that's really what we focus on. Yeah, so how are you finding that? So you're saying obviously, and it's not just about meaningful homework, so I suppose this sort of conversation is about meaningful homework. Um, and obviously meaningful homework means that the students are going to, something's going to enhance their learning, but it's also, I suppose, about meaningful feedback because if yeah. they don't have minimal feedback, then they can't then make those improvements. Um, but I suppose my question, second question around that is, you know, how then does that feed into like how what's your frequency of assessment? Because you know, the scheme of work has to be taught. Uh, yeah. Anything about assessments to say if you did, I don't know, say two, I don't know what your finger is, but say if you did two half term, yeah. and then you had to do feedback as well. That sort of like four lessons gone out of out of a sort of a, a scheme of work how, how do you use it and how does it fit into your your content well we try to we're really lucky I don't know what other um centers get but we get nine hours a fortnight was in my old school we only got eight so that extra hour is a massive difference um but we try to do um a timed essay at the end of each topic which I, I think probably is quite common I don't know um and in terms of the feedback rather than obviously we give individual feedback and mark each paper but a lot of the time we find that they're making the same mistakes so we do whole class feedback to try to um, get back some of that time um, and then if if we are tight on time then we try to you know we might set some like well flip learning for homework for example um yeah yeah so there's a couple of things that I was, I'm, I'm like because I'm just interested because there's a lot of discussion around that and lots of schools and sixth forms are moving in that direction where they're using their homework time very very differently one is getting students to you know prep for assessments but then obviously then if the assessments are happening less in time then obviously we're sort of potentially missing out content but like you said it's the frequency of them as, as long as they're realistic and, and manageable as in addition to that I suppose thinking about sort of the feedback like you said whole class feedback and I suppose as well going back to sort of the point that I mentioned about meaningful feedback I suppose when you did it for homework or when the students did it for homework the, the feedback probably wasn't even that meaningful because you're probably not putting that areas they needed to improve because they'd only really happen in exam conditions like yeah. I don't know ch chains of analysis seems to be a thing that seems to be dropped in exam conditions where students are quite highly stressed. So they sort of make a keyword, a key point, define it maybe, and then move on to evaluation. They haven't really unpicked the how, the what, the why, the analysis bit. So I suppose that feedback becomes, would you say more meaningful as well in, in the areas they need feedback on? Yeah, absolutely. And it means that we as a department can focus on, because as with us, actually, we find it's the evaluation. So they'll, they'll juxtapose different arguments, but there's not really any evaluation. So we've been able to identify that as a department and it's something we're working on together um, next year, actually, is our improvement plan. But um, I think also the reason why we don't have, you know, set, you know, four homeworks a fortnight is because we have different levels of well they're all ex experts but they we have different levels of experience within the department and I think you have to give pe um, teachers professional you know their professional judgment um, so yeah I think I don't sorry I've got lost of where we were talking but um, yeah 
Yeah, so obviously it's not just a thing. Sometimes we go for this sort of quota idea of four assessed pieces of homework a fortnight or whatever that might be, or four bits of homework a half term or something. But then actually, mm-hmm. is it they're meaningful homework because you're just setting it for a reason that you tick the box exactly. for homework rather than does it meet the needs of the students at that point? Um, is, is that I sort of that's yeah. I sort of filled in the blanks in that sort of discussion. <laughs> yeah. What about? Um, I know you mentioned flip learning. Now we've we've I've spoken about flip learning before. Um, how do you ensure students are doing that? Like, what do you do sort of to follow up for flip learning? So when we use it, um, it would be so you'd, I'd set them some questions that they need to go and research, and then um, when they come like the next lesson. Um, I try not to plan lessons that rely on them having done that homework. When I do, I make it very explicit that they need to do it. Invariably, there is always somebody that doesn't do it. Um, and in which case, they have to go off and do the homework separately and then come back and finish the lesson another time. But um, I, so I'll set the research questions and then we will go through the answers as a class. Um, and then to ensure they've all done it, I'll, ju- I'll collect their work in as well. But I won't, I won't mark it. I'll just check it. Yeah. So I suppose that reduces that sort of marking loads when it's just if you're if you're assessing outside inside lesson time, then obviously the homework, like you said, you're just checking for understanding. Do you use yeah. homework in any other ways? So I know that some schools. Uh, I think I was talking to Kate Flatley about this, and she sort of ensures that throughout the year they start revising at the beginning of the year, so they sort of say like for example they start education um theories of education it, they're sort of consistently revising the whole topic so by the time they get to the end of year 13 they've all maybe it's quite light revision i, I don't know i can't comment because i think they didn't explain yeah. but they sort of use revision as well is that something you do or is it just mainly flip learning and prepping i suppose prepping for an assessment would be something yeah, well, I, yeah i think prepping for a timed essay is revision really so i think that is the revision we do i don't we don't tend to set revision because just revision, they just don't do it. Yeah. If it, I think there's a reason for it, you know. Yeah, and I think, like, I think sometimes if you just put a loose, a loose topic in there, like, I don't know, go back to theories of education for argument's sake, I think sometimes stu- some students, not all, but need that those parameters of which they're sort of revising for. So if it's going to be theories of education, it might be like a, a, a 10 marker or a... A 30 marker around it they can sort of plan um for it gives a bit of direction around that potentially um yeah. for students or like you said answering questions around it potentially yeah and um, the students find that a little bit are there any sort of ideas you've got in the pipeline for, for the next year in regards to homework um just to well we're gonna keep keep doing what we're doing really but um have so like you say we have when they're preparing for an essay, they know what the topic's going to be. Um, so they not, do not, sorry, do they not know the actual question, they just know it's the topic. So for example, socialization, like in education, yeah. they don't know the actual title. The first year, when they first do it, the start of year 12, we tell them the question and they go off and prepare it. But as we go through the course, they just get less and less, they get the topic really. Um, but I think, we've been too generous with it actually and I think we need to look at ways of structuring it so it is open but they still know what they're going to be focusing on because what we found and I don't know if you find this when so they'll do the the timed essays a single mark question 
and they'll get really proficient at doing one question and then you give them a whole past paper to do or a whole section and they're not very good because they haven't practiced doing all of them in timed conditions and having that level like that wide like knowledge base it's just very specific um so I don't know what we're going to do yet but we are going to we're going to look at that yeah it's hard it's hard to get that balance isn't it especially like post-covid is you know like you said generous enough that the students feel they're supported but not so generous that they're not prepared for the real assessments as such yeah yeah um yeah it's tricky what do you do I've been playing around with it some for some time really there's sort of things I've, I've I've got out of fad with and I've reintroduced and one of the things I sort of dropped that I really want to bring back in actually was saying this the other day I, I I love it at the beginning of the academic year I bought these little pink books and as well as their normal homework I wanted them and it, it does work it does actually work but I sort of stop it and I forget to do it and just as bad as the students but just to bullet point what they've learned that week, sort of like as a summary revision. So like yeah. say that, that week, I mean, at the moment I'm teaching, I teach cultural identity. So at the moment I've just taught, um, I can't even think what I've talked about. I've talked about ability. And I just would like, for example, just the end of the week to sort of bullet point 10 bullet points around that. So that's something I do, but I think I need to do more of as just a sort of regular revision exercise. So they sort of end up creating their own little revision book by the end of the year uh, and it's not too arduous it's like 10 bullet points summarize mm. a week or something like that but um i do do that but i wouldn't say it's consistent uh, and then regards to sort of same as you i i don't set assess work for homework so i i i set two pieces of assess work per half term um and i try and make it up to 45 minutes because it's sort of like then like they can have a couple of a 10 marker and a 20 marker or something like that mm. or two four and a four and a six and a and a 20 or something like that so i mix it up a little bit uh, and they just know that it's this, the topics they've been taught so far so it can be and if, if i'm like at this point of the year i've taught education cultural identity and methods i will say i will give them a clue in the sense it will be something from education something from so they they know sort of the combat com, combat about combination if that makes sense um so yeah and i suppose i am like you i'm a little bit more supportive at the beginning of year 12 so in year 12 actually i, I tell a lie i do set assessed homework for home um work for homework to begin with so they've got the time to sort of develop the essay writing skills at a level and then I, with a clear understanding, that won't be something to continue throughout the year for obvious reasons, which you've mentioned. Um, and obviously give them sort of pre-essay plans that we planned in lesson time. So really sort of a yeah. whole class approach. But I think it's something we have to trial and error. I think different groups, different classes, different schools will do different things, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's lots of schools out there that are still setting assess work for homework. And I'm sure there's merit to that as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what, what are your thoughts? On, on setting assessed work for homework. Mm. What might be um, some of the pros of that potentially? The, well, the pro you get, but if they do it without sort of like cheating, you get a better quality answer, and then they've got a really nice like revision um, tool, haven't they? Um, but you just, I, I just too many of them. I just, I don't know what teachers do to get students to not do that um so but yeah in an ideal world we could set assessed work for homework 
and know that they weren't just copy and pasting. I think the chat GTP thing isn't as big of an issue. I, I don't think it's any really different from Google because it's very obvious if somebody's written an essay and or you know told chat GTP to write an essay, it's obvious. So I don't think it's that much of an issue. Um, and I think actually, what we for me, I'm a bit like if we if you can't beat them, join them. And I think maybe we should look at ways to use chat GTP um, to help them with their learning as another research tool. Um, but yeah, but going back to what you were saying about that bullet point notebook, I think that's a really good idea. Because on um, report on reports, I'm always writing consolidate your learning by turning uh, each lesson into five bullet points. So that's really good. Yeah, thank you. It's a great idea. I don't always do it throughout the year. When we start well, it's a bit like once I had a, a vocab book for students. You know, when you, you bring in new vocabulary, and again, that was oh, yeah, all yeah, little yeah. books for that, and then I didn't. But I feel like it's something like talking to you now. This is what's really good is it reminded myself that that's something that I need to maintain. Mm. I think it's like everything you're teaching. You sort of um, try out new things, you use them for a while, and you mix it up. And to, speaking to someone like you, you get great ideas. I think what's interesting, and the reason I got wanted to speak to you is it's interesting that so many teachers are making that shift, moving away from doing assessed homework at home um, and moving it to more within the classroom space. Um, and I definitely, I think, I think if I was giving advice to teachers around that, I think people got to realise that their results and their assessments will take a dip. Like if they've historically. Yeah done them at home and then the students will get in like A's and B's there's going to be a natural dip uh, and as long as that's communicated to the students why because obviously that can have an impact on their motivation of like oh but I thought it was an A grade student and you're like well yes at home without exam conditions um, yeah. and then obviously hopefully what you just see is that sort of curve to go back up again uh, with yeah. that sort of meaningful um, feedback which you've mentioned so there's lots to consider there and I, it's interesting to see it'd be interesting if when people do listen to this podcast what other how are other people using homework I wonder if schools have policies where they have no homework I don't know what your thoughts just to send you end on that like imagine there was a policy like we're not allowed to set students homework at a level is that is that achievable is that what <laughs> looking at your face you're like oh no, well, I, for me, I think a, the whole thing of A-level is that, yeah, we teach them in the lessons and they learn in the lessons, but actually a lot of what they do is outside of the lessons and independent work. And Because let's face it, the students that get A's and A-stars go and do their own work outside of lesson. It's not just what we teach them. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know, I'd be interested, I'm, I'm guessing, because I don't know anybody that doesn't set homework at A-level yeah, I don't know anyone either, but it'd be interesting to hear if anyone does. If anyone listens to the podcast, yeah. put it on the on the Facebook page if they do, and and see how that works. But like you said, I think with sociology, it might be the case that they don't set it, but they have that expectation that then I'm thinking, would students still would all students do that if there was no guidelines on like homework and would they yeah. really want to do that sort of extra reading themselves? So I don't I, know. I think yeah, I think like with everything, it would be the disadvantaged students that would get most disadvantaged by that because, mm. you know, they might not have the means at home to, you know, to do it. They, I don't know, they might be, yeah. I just think some, even though they're sick form, they still need structure. And I think having, you know, clear homework, whether it's preparing for an essay or doing questions or whatever it is, preparing for a presentation, they need the structure yeah definitely I, i'd agree I, I think that's and i think if they're going to continue this at sort of degree level they expect to sort of read outside that as well so it wouldn't be something that's 
just combined, like you said, to, to lesson time. Thank you for your time. It's good to have a conversation about homework and how we might use it. Um, yeah. Nearly, nearly the summer, summer holidays, so the time for yeah. us all to rest. But thank you for your time, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. The Sociology Staff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.